Thank you so much for listening to Let's Talk with me, Jennifer B. I'm so excited about the interview that I had with Miss Melissa Bonesteel, the franchise owner of Clean Juice Morton Ranch and Clean Juice Vintage Park. If you're not familiar with Clean Juice, Clean Juice is a brand that serves certified USDA organic cold pressed juices, fresh juices, acai bowls, sandwiches, wraps, and more. I absolutely love their stores. I love their menus and ingredients and all of their items. And I'm just so excited that Miss Be- Melissa Bonesteel gets to share her story today. So thanks so much for being here and let's talk. Thank you so much for listening to Let's Talk With Me, Jennifer B. I'm so excited because today I am here with Miss Melissa Bone Steele, and she is the owner of Clean Juice Morton Ranch right here in Katy, Texas. And um, Clean Juice, I just, I found in, in last year. And now collectively, I've tried about 20 things from your store and your menu. And I just notice how it makes me feel. And that's really why, like a huge reason why I kept coming back to the store. And yeah, and so then I started following you on social media and I learned more about it. And I, and then um, I probably was influenced a little bit by Tim Tebow and seeing him. And it just, it just, I think it's really important. And so thank you so much for uh, agreeing to talk to me today. And I'm sure that everybody will really enjoy and understand your story and why it's so important. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to share more. Yay. Well, tell me a little bit about um, just how did you get here and what did you do prior to opening your store? Okay, great. Yeah, this is my favorite story to share. So thanks for starting with that. Yeah. Uh, Well, I guess I'll start with what I did before um, because it really leads into the story, I think, nicely. But I was in corporate HR for most of my career, okay. and I I really love the actual role that I do, but I was feeling challenged. Um, in a lot of ways, I felt like it was hard for me to be myself in that type of role, and I felt like God was stirring something in me, honestly. This started back in 2020. Obviously, there was some darkness upon us, right? and I felt like God was trying to do something new, and He kept... Um, sharing a verse with me and different readings that I was doing, different prayer times, and it was Matthew 5, 16, and he was, I, I felt like he was telling me to be a light in dark times, but it felt like such a big ask because I was one person and there was a whole lot of darkness. Right. And right. spoken like a true control freak, I would think that he meant me alone, do it all, but that was, of course is not what he was asking me to do. Um, and then at the beginning of 2021, I walked in, we were, my husband and I actually, we were supposed to go on a trip to Tennessee mm-hmm. and it got canceled because that was when the freeze hit yes. in February. Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, and so we had, uh, we actually had a pipe burst in our house and we just felt like we can't leave. My mom was going to watch the kids and we're like, we can't leave her with all of this. 
Um, and then everything got kind of settled and we still had time off of work. So we decided we'll just take a quick road trip somewhere so we can just get away. Mm -hmm. And when we travel, we always get a smoothie for breakfast because we know we're not going to be perfect on a trip, but we want to start our day off pretty clean and just not feel gross with a big heavy breakfast. So. Has that always been important to you? Starting the day off like eating something nutritional and not like something so heavy? I wouldn't say always, um, it, and we'll probably get to this, but I have um, I, about 12 years ago, 12 and a half years ago, mm -hmm. uh, everything changed for me with my health. Okay. And I then that became a very important thing to me when I started to understand ingredients, when I started to understand, um, you know, what I was putting into my body. And I noticed when I started making those changes, how much better I felt. Okay. Like even when I go on a trip, it was really important to me just to get something good. Okay. And so that morning before we went to go get our smoothie, um, we were in a hotel. I went downstairs for my regular prayer time. And when I was praying, I felt like there was kind of an intercession to my prayer. And I stopped, started praying if I'm supposed to do something different, Lord, if I'm not supposed to work in HR anymore, um, then prepare me for that change and most importantly prepare my husband because I you know change was not always <laughs> the yeah. easiest thing yeah well it is hard I mean changing from a career in the corporate world to a career in, in sales where it's not guaranteed it's, well and you know, I didn't even know what it was that I was going to be doing at that point right, so right, something different. right yeah and so once we packed up and went on we were going to get on the road uh, we were going to go get our smoothie the place we always got it from was closed and unexpectedly and so my husband's trying to save the day because I'm such a planner and he's like oh my gosh this is going to ruin everything I'm going to have to get her yeah. smoothie before we can do anything yeah. so he like is quickly searching on his phone and I'm irritated honestly because I'm like he's trying to fix this and it's not fixable what is he doing and he hands me his phone and I look at the menu and I'm like oh actually that looks pretty good yeah. and it was really close and it was glint juice um, so it was the first location we ever went into uh, I was really excited because I noticed that everything that like bread items could be made gluten-free and since I was gluten-free that was a really and it's it's so much easier now to find gluten-free, but it's still not, you know, right. you can't always substitute a bread item for a gluten-free bread item. Right. And so that was really exciting. Um, we ordered our smoothies and then I turned and saw the prayer request jar. Okay. And this was in 20... 2021. 2021. February okay. 2021. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the prayer request jar was the difference maker. I mean, the clean ingredients, organic ingredients, gluten-free, that checked all the boxes for me from a health perspective. Um, and then the spiritual piece, I mean, to me it was, they were, they were doing it different because they weren't afraid to share their faith and to show things and, and to be that in the community. Right. Is that okay? So that seeing that they weren't afraid mm -hmm. to voice how they felt spiritually mm -hmm. about like their faith, is that something so that was big ticket for you because that was like the feeling that you weren't really getting and your work correct and being in hr and knowing like you know my background in property management in you just being in corporate it's hr's tough especially yeah. now i can imagine it's a, it got a lot tougher yeah in the you know over the past five years than prior to when you probably started 
started out in yeah. your career. Yeah, I definitely feel like, especially with all the changes with COVID and just just all of it, anything that was happening at that time. And to be fair, also, I had been going on my own faith journey for you know probably the past decade, where my relationship with God was getting much uh, closer and strengthening. And as it was strengthening, certain things I just what I wasn't okay with anymore. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't okay with saying I'm okay with that, but I wasn't right. Right, and having to to not really not to get to like live out your truth. Absolutely. What day for you, if you could remember, was it? Was it the day in the hotel in the morning? What day was it that stood out to you where it was like an epiphany? Like, okay, this is it. I know now that this this is what he was talking about. So it was it was honestly in the car. I pulled up the website after we had our smoothie. I saw on the cup that there was scripture on the cup. And we already saw the scripture, but I saw the scripture on the cup and then I saw I pulled up their website and I saw that they franchised. It was oh this is what he prepared me for and I don't just mean today, like for years. But I don't know that my husband knows yet. I don't know that he prepared him just yet, so I'm gonna just wait. Okay. So I'm saying things out loud, like reading things off the website, and kind of reading his expression, and I could tell that he was getting it already. Um, And then he asked, he said, do they franchise? And I said, yes. And we ended up filling out the application before we hit the Texas border. We were in Louisiana, so we were not far. Um, It took me maybe 20 minutes before we decided, okay, let's let's see what, what this turns into. So filling out the application in, cause I'm sure like for a franchise, you, y'all must have already been prepared for something like that. Was it, was it, um, when you were reading his expressions and seeing like, okay, like he's, you could automatically see he's open. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that had to do with your energy and how you felt about it? Like just the way you were talking about it to him, your voice, or do you think that he kind of saw, like already saw this journey happening in you, like saw this kind of happening in you and maybe subconsciously was maybe like anticipating it. So I do believe very much um, that God did prepare him as I prayed for. So I think that that's a, a, a certainly a huge piece. Um, I, I I would say for sure, because it came up that he has complete confidence in my abilities and he knows how hardworking I am. He knows um, my skill set was there. So if he didn't feel confident in my abilities to do it, it, I don't know that he would have been able to step out in obedience like we did. But I I, I believe it was both. I believe he very much, uh, that God very much prepared him for that and gave him that strength that he needed to have us move forward but he also knows me and that helped him a lot okay okay so he knew like if she's gonna do it she's gonna go all in full force and make sure that it it kind of happens and having that role in hr too it's very like p and q you know making sure everything's done in order checking the boxes making sure it's all done Um, then, so once the applications filled out and you submitted it and you're just kind of waiting, what was that anticipation like for you? Like, what were those thoughts Were did you think they were going to get back to you like as quickly as they did? Or were you just nervous? Like, what was it like having to wait for their response? 
Well, I didn't wait long. Um, they, the person that was in charge of that actually emailed me that night and okay. said they were very excited to see. You have to write why you feel like this is a fit. And okay. when I, I mean, I poured my heart out and wrote from the soul. It, it really, truly. And they were, you know, kind of like, wow, this is, this yeah. is the person that we would want to do this. So they had reached out that night before they even reached out though. And this is just a, a typical, probably why my husband knew that, okay, if she's going to do it, she's going to run with it. I might, I already went out and started looking at places that afternoon when we got back in town, like just driving by yeah. and like, okay, yeah, like, I, can that's see potential. Here. I can see it here. So I was already starting because I'm not one to just sit back and wait. I'm always like running after it. Um, so I started doing that that afternoon. And so when I had the email from, you know, the contact with clean juice later that evening, we had already set up uh, a phone call. So that was a Sunday night. We set up a phone call for Tuesday. So we didn't wait very long. And I mean, we moved through the process at lightning speed wow. uh, every step of the way. Do, are they very hands-on? They seem like they're pretty hands-on. Like they want to make sure that their message is conveyed properly yeah in the way they want it conveyed yeah no i i would say us um you know adhering and following the brand is extremely important to them mm -hmm. and i've never been a franchise owner for another company but i i have talked to other franchise owners and to kind of compare what is this experience like for other people mm -hmm. and i would say yes they're they're very hands-on they're very supportive uh they and and to me it's because they were so, it was so important to them to do it this way, to have it be certified organic, to have it be very clean and to have uh, their faith represented mm -hmm. that they want to make sure that that's true in all the locations. Yes. And just for the listeners, when, when um, she's saying they, it's Kat is, yes. Kat and then what's her husband's name? Landon. Kat and Landon. And so have you had the opportunity to meet the owners and speak to them? Yes. That's so exciting. So Kat and Landon are the owners of Clean Juice, the brand. The founders. Yes. The founders. Yeah. And they actually, they have a podcast. They do. The Be Organic podcast. Correct. Yeah. And that's where I, um, I listened. I've listened now to a few of their episodes, but one the one episode I listened to that really stood out to me and made me think like, okay, this is, this is really good was the acai berry episode. And it's, they, um, they talk about like how they source it and how good it is for you and just all the benefits that they had. So that was really, that's what kind of sucked me in. <laughs> um, so when you got the application and you knew like, okay, like we're, we're moving forward. Were there any major obstacles that immediately presented themselves and you thought like, okay, like, uh-oh, like I'm really moving forward fast, but wow, I don't know now. So I, through my husband and I both, we talk about this a lot, um, we both have had our own unhealthy relationships with money. Okay. And so I, we always, I find it, little ironic, maybe not, <laughs> that God uh, prepared us for something where he's essentially saying, I'm going to take all of your money and I want you to have faith and put it into this and not know if it's going to su succeed or not. Mm -hmm. And so I would say right out of the gate, that was the thing that was eating at me. Okay. It was just 
I was terrified. I was terrified of turning over this money yeah. and not knowing what would happen. I'm not a gambler. I'm not a risk taker. Right. Um, and so that to me was like, okay, how do I do this? And it was actually not something I had ever done before, but that is when I started to pray, okay, if this is where you're leading us, then, you know, keep the door open. Mm -hmm. If, if, if this is wrong for us, please shut the door so we cannot open it or anybody can open it. Um, and, and, and if this is right, then show us how, you know, make a way for this to be the right thing for us. And that was to me, what I would fall back on anytime I had a fearful moment in this and still do because it's still hard. Right. It's, yeah. Cause you're year one. I yeah. Mean, it's not it's, it's <laughs> still fresh. Plenty of challenges especially financially based, which is what I constantly fear anyways. And he showed me every step like, well, here's how I'm going to provide for you to do this. Here's how this is going to work out for you. And so I go back to that to remember, no, he wanted us here or he wouldn't have provided these ways. He would have closed the door. Right. And so I just have to continue to walk in faith every step of the way of course also pushing through some fearful moments right is it hard for you to shut out the, those kind of voices in the back of your head that say like oh you know this is a lot of money are you sure you want to do it or are you or maybe was that something that was hard for you then and over the course of your relationship and getting closer to god he's kind of been able to help you really focus on the task at hand and kind of keep those negative, not, not negative thoughts, but I guess thoughts of self doubt, like at bay. Yeah. So I, I would say it's been a journey. I mean, there's certainly, uh, there's a lot of times when I'm having to give it back to God over and over and over again. Uh, one thing I think that I really love that he's done in this is he's used people um, that I would assume would be negative about us doing this and he's made them very positive about it and so very early on in the process as an example yeah is I, there anyone that specifically stands out absolutely. that you thought were not going to be supportive absolutely I mean, my parents, I just okay. never expected them. They're not risk takers either. Uh -huh. um, they worked in corporate America their entire careers. They had very successful careers. My work ethic is from them. Okay. I am very grateful for everything that they taught me, um, but I thought they would think I had lost my mind. Because they were nine to fivers. Yeah, and and, and 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 there's a lot of security and comfort in yes, that. Yes, there mean, is. I, I, yes. I worked it for a long time and yep. I, I miss some of that security sometimes but there's a lot of wonderful that comes out of not having it too. But uh, yeah, I was very worried about telling my parents and this was very early on. Uh, we were just starting having conversations with clean juice at headquarters about, you know, franchising with them. My husband, Josh and I were, were excited. He was probably more excited. I was still in fear mode because I was the one that was going to leave my role at, at work and, and do this. Right. And I felt like the pressure was all on my shoulders. And then I decided, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to tell my mom first. So I told her and she was extremely supportive and it just immediately, um, said, you know, just, I could tell that she actually felt like, oh yeah, I could totally see you doing this. Mm -hmm. And then she told my dad and my dad is the one I probably thought 
would be less supportive just because again not a risk taker i think he believes in me i think he knows i'm a hard worker but i think he would worry for me yeah and i never got any of that like 100 percent, i felt like they both saw that i could do this would be very successful and supported me every step of the way kind of they saw the pieces fall into place yeah i guess oh, so I, yeah. which I believe awesome. that God used them to to help me to motivate you. Feel like okay, maybe I can do. Yeah, this. give you some confidence. Yeah, absolutely. Especially coming from your parents, when you know, even as adults, we still seek that approval. Sure. And well, I think that's fair for everybody. They, sure. They always will kind of seek that in their parents. That's that's funny. Yeah, that's that's similar to when I was thinking about this podcast. Like I did not. I didn't. I finally, I did tell my mom, but it was, I was still very like nervous to even tell her, but she was also very like, wow, that's, that's cool. Okay. You know, like supportive. And I think that's just very important. Were there any, um, so I know that you're in Katie at the Morton Ranch location. And I know prior to us like recording, you said you didn't even really look at that location or know that you were going to be in that specific location, which I think personally is a great location. Um, when you started looking, did you do any economic research on like any traffic, anything like that as to, and that's how you picked the place you wanted to be, or was it just circumstance? Like it just happened? No, actually that's one of the, I think, rather supportive aspects that clean juice offers is they they have a they have someone that they use that will help do that analysis for us okay and they're pulling locations that they feel like are going to be a good fit for the brand a good fit for you know the the the, tra- the right traffic in the area yes um and so there were there were a couple locations that i felt like that's where we're going to be and god closed the door to two locations that I thought were perfect and was like, okay. And so then I saw the area where we're at, but really I was looking across the street over oh, by, the side. by Kroger uh-huh. um, and nothing was working out over there. And then the, the location we were at, they presented that to me and they said, you could do a drive through here. Well, I was absolutely against the drive through because it was going to add more money to my budget. And oh. I was freaking out about the money, obviously. Right. And then this is one of those times when my dad was in my ear saying, you need the drive-through. Right. You need the drive-through. Yeah. Like, and so I've had a, a conversation with one of my really, really good friends. And so my kids are teenagers now, but she reminded me, she was like, hey, remember when we had younger kids and we didn't want to get them out of the car seats? Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, I totally yes. forgot about that stage of life. But yeah. yes, I would have, because I'm not a drive through person right now, mm-hmm. but I certainly was when they were really little and I didn't want to get them out of car seats. So then we started to see that location as being really perfect because that because of the drive-through space, because of the accessibility from Grand Parkway, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know we just had a really great situation with the landlord there that was just very supportive and easy to work with. So it all just kind of fell into place after that. I think that that's a great location, just from my background in property management in the apartment industry and um, and being a local Katy native and seeing Katy grow up. I thought that was a really I thought it was more strategic because of the the other um, 
the Starbucks that's there. Yeah. And just the amount of traffic that that gets, it's it just, yeah. And I had, um, oh, like, well, looking back, like probably an unhealthy attachment to Starbucks. And I'd go there so much, but thank goodness I did because then I'd see the clean juice. And I was like, oh, I should really go there. I should really, really go there. And, um, and yeah, so I think the location, that's, that was really good. In the other, I know that I, um, it was the obstacles that were important, but going back to your husband and, you know, Cause my, I guess my husband more is like you. He's very type A and I'm more of the like, let's go with the flow. Um, and so for him, did he have any hesitations at all? Like so far within this past year, has any obstacles or anything come up where you're like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Or, and how did the second location happen? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say he was like all in, um, pretty much the entire time. I was the one writing the checks, the really big checks. And so he, he, he was supportive because he knew that I was really stressed about those checks. I would say the first time he actually started to feel a lot of what I had felt previously was at the beginning of this year okay. uh, because last year, you know, with inflation and cost increasing so much, being the first year in a business, it's, it was a tough time. I know that there, it's always a tough time, uh -huh. um, but we were up against a lot of obstacles with how much everything was costing uh -huh. and it was costing a lot more than what we were told to expect because everything got that much more expensive. Right. So when we budgeted to open to begin with, everything was quite a bit more than what it was supposed to be just to open. So that left less money for the fact that, Hey, it's going to take some time to build your business. Mm -hmm. And so I, I knew all of this because I was living and breathing it all the time. And I think he started to feel that burden of oh my gosh what if it, this isn't successful and we just did all of this right and i've been working through that for the last year right <laughs> so he's right just, he's just starting to work through it and and so i think that's when he first started to feel the uh-oh what if it, this doesn't succeed mm -hmm. um and that and it, it's tough you know yeah. it's a, a, a tough um thing but the, i that actually brings into the second location so we took over ownership of that location. It was already a successful location to begin with, mm -hmm. as far as you know, sales were concerned, has a really strong guest base. Um, it's in a great location. And I believe very much that God gave us that location to kind of help cushion us while we're, while we're building our guest count at Morton Ranch. Ranch Cause it's so new yeah. and it really is. I mean, there's, the just the traffic now in five years obviously it's going to be great because they just you know with the target opening and yeah. ellison and bridgeland and everything's really going to populate and sure. grow but yeah yeah no using the other location that's already more established to help you just to kind of feed off each other sure. that was smart that was really that was a good tactic
Yeah, yeah, it worked out really well, and we we actually live in Cyprus, so we live in between both stores. Okay. Um, so that part just kind of fell into place too. Um, we we didn't go into it expecting that that we would own that location. Um, so it just worked out really well. So when so we'll go kind of go backwards now to the um, finding the smoothie and why that was so important. Mm-hmm. And why when you walked in, cause I know when I, the first time I walked into clean juice, I was very impressed. Just, and it was your clean juice, the Morton Ranch clean juice. Cause it was just, it was clean. It was clean. It smelled good. They're like, Hey, how are you? It was bright. Like it just feels cheerful. Like the energy in there. And that, I really like that about it. But what was the health factor in, in that part of the journey for you? Yeah, so after the birth of our second daughter, um, I was diagnosed with celiac disease. Okay, and so how long ago was this? This was in... Uh, it was about 12 and a half years ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I just, you know, after you have a baby, you don't feel perfect. Right. So I dismissed a lot of my symptoms for a long time just because, well, I just had a baby. Yeah. So and were you thinking like more postpartum? Like I wasn't was... thinking postpartum necessarily. It was more like, I, you know, I, I had a lot of bloating and digestive troubles and I just thought my I just was recovering from having a baby honestly you're so tired you don't even really realize everything that your body's feeling yeah and I went for my follow-up with my doctor and I told him I said I just like I don't know I just don't feel right Mm -hmm. and I feel like sometimes when I after I eat I am so insanely bloated that it's almost painful and he asked me if, uh, he said, I want to send you to uh, a GI, you know, specialist just to get you checked out. So I, I went um, and I've, I've been to him twice in 12 and a half years because oh. he diagnosed me the first time or no, he asked me if I ever had a problem with gluten. And I told him, I don't even know what gluten is because oh, wow. then I had no idea what it was. Uh-huh. And he said, so he explained it. So it's, it's a protein in wheat, barley and rye. And I said, well, I was allergic to wheat as a child. And he said, okay, it could be that they didn't know what this was back then. And you were misdiagnosed. So I eliminated gluten from my diet immediately. I accidentally ate gluten. It was a couple days later on my birthday. Wasn't thinking because I'm new to it and I got sick. Okay. So I was like, oh, that might be it. And I went for my follow-up and I haven't been back um, because I have completely healed with, I mean, I, I'm a researcher. You, you said earlier, type A, I figure something out. I'm gonna go after it, I'm gonna solve the problem. So I went and I started researching why did my body get to this state to begin with? Why did I get an autoimmune disease? Yeah. And what'd you find? I found that the way our food is processed, Mm -hmm. um, the pesticides used, I mean, specifically on wheat, Mm -hmm. uh, our bodies aren't meant to process food like that. They're just not equipped to break it down properly and having pesticides in your body right (laughs) it's just not healthy for it and it it does a lot of damage and so i realized okay that is why specifically wheat is a problem for me but there are so many other things that we are approved 
that are approved for us to eat mm -hmm. that are harmful ingredients that we should not be consuming and we think that they're innocent because we're told that they're okay to eat right and that's see that's this is why it's so important to me because i had um this experience a few years ago it was in 2020 where i watched it's called the american experience on netflix and it was about food and how back in the like 1890s 1890 maybe 18 like 90 to early 1900s during that specific time um there's no regulation and so the you know the the industrial revolution was really taking off and they had to get food out to the people but there's no regulation and so these companies like Heinz and other large companies the chemicals they were putting in the food were killing people and no one was red flagging it until finally a scientist which I wish I had my notes I wish I had more information finally did and started doing more experiments on the food and there's um and so he did an experiment on where he asked for volunteers and these gentlemen ate the food that was offered and he documented their symptoms and documented um just how sick they were from the food and this at this time uh, women couldn't vote women didn't, couldn't vote yet but he knew it was really important. And so the scientist ended up going, traveling in America and talking to women and explaining, hey, when you go to the markets and you're buying this food, this is what you're buying. This is what it's doing to your family. And that's how he was kind of able to, to get the vote to swing the election to push food reform. And so that really sparked something in me because I now have a seven-year-old and he's very picky and he was eating just packaged food that I knew is just not the best. And I just, and I feel guilty and he developed a tip. And so when we started removing certain foods from his diet, he, you know, naturally has gotten better. And that's what I think is so important that people need to know is they don't need to go and get a bunch of medicines and uh, and um, antibiotics and, and stuff like that. Like they can do this and heal themselves naturally with food. So please continue. I know I'm tangent, no, sorry. No, I mean, I, I, can, I can relate. I mean, before I was diagnosed, my kids were eating the packaged foods too, the convenience foods because busy working parents and we're trying to survive. And, right. Um, and, and we've done a complete uh, switch over to, uh, you know, our 16 year old, she works for us at mm -hmm. our, our both locations and she eats a clean diet. She will tell me that if she like during the holidays now, if you know, if she's not eating a perfectly clean diet because you know, we're still human beings. And right. Have our moments, she'll say, okay, I'm starting to notice my skin's breaking out a little bit. Um, I, I've noticed that I'm a little bit more irritable than usual. Uh -huh. And so she's very in tune with her body now too. And she can appreciate, oh, I, I need to eat this way because I don't feel as good. And that's like, that's my goal for everybody is yes. that one of the, I think you're, you've probably figured out why I open clean juice at this point. But I mean, one of the things that I absolutely love is is having people come in who maybe have seen me post on social media or I, I was, I did a 
like a live segment with Fox when we first opened. Yeah, like yes, show. I saw that. Yep. And we had people calling or driving a really long distance to come meet with me in person, and which I did not anticipate at all. But it was so exciting to be able to spark something in them, yes. excite them about their health. Yes. And so I truly, when I talk to somebody about our, our, our juice cleanses or about eating clean, it comes from the best possible place where I'm, I'm truly, it's not about the cell. It's the, I, this could make a difference in your body. Yes. And I want to help you either get in front of getting autoimmune or heal naturally if you already have it. Yes. Because that's what I did with mine. And now my job is to help prevent my family from developing an autoimmune by trying to teach them about ingredients. Right, and how important it is. It really, I mean, it's just so, so important, these ingredients that we're putting into our body. And the pesticide thing is baffling because it's not just the wheat, it's the fruits, it's the vegetables, it's all of it, it's all the food. Right. And so when we're consuming it and even thinking like oh i'm eating fruits and vegetables you know like yes you are but that have been covered in pesticide right you know in that yeah that's i mean that's what when i talk to people about cleanses i'm like and you're cleansing without pesticides with us yes who wants to cleanse with pesticides right and that was so that was one of the first things so my first item that i tried was the green bowl and um and i was at work i was at that time like managing two properties i didn't have time i had four kids i was just trying to survive and so somebody brought it to me and they're like oh have you ever tried like acai bowl and i was like no but they're like try it it's delicious so let me back that it was just some random bowl and they gave it to me but i it was from clean juice and down in the heights and i noticed um immediately like the packaging and and so i ate it and i just felt i felt full but i felt uh light i like because i had to go walk apartments yeah and so i'm like okay cool like i don't feel like crap right now like i can go and walk these apartments and i feel good so i'm like okay so then honestly months went by And I was at home and I was just not feeling good. I was just not feeling good. And I was feeling very bloated. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go uh, get an acai bowl. And I went to Google and I'm like, oh my God, the clean juice. And so I went, I'm like, okay, kids, get in the car. And we went through the drive-through. So thank goodness you got got that drive-through. And then that's when I tried the green bowl and it was so good. I just remember getting it and looking and seeing like the granola and the bananas and the honey. And I was like, oh yes, like I know this is gonna be good for my body. And then um, a couple days later, I tried the cold pressed green juice, just the juice. And that was good. And I used it, I, I drank it for breakfast. I actually drank it on the way because I wanted something. I was tired of going to the Starbucks drive-thru and getting the coffee and getting like a bakery item. And so I went and I grabbed it and it was cold and it was hot outside. And I was like, I'm just going to drink it even though it's green, you know, and it's something you think like, oh, not for breakfast, but it, it filled me up. And then I lasted like all day and I was like, okay, this is good. Like, this is really good stuff. 
And so then, then I downloaded the app. And I, so from that point now, I've tried like the coffee bowl, the peanut butter bowl, several cold presses. And it just, it truly makes a difference. And I'm in 20 plus times now that I've been there because it is, um, it's not cheap. It's not like a McDonald's, you know, drive through cheap. Like it's, it's something where, because the quality is there, the price represents that. And I felt fair, it's fairly priced, but I think it's important that people in general, I feel like don't invest in themselves and in their health and in their wellness. And then they go day to day, like, why do I feel so crappy? Why am I in such a bad mood? And I'm tired and irritable. Why don't I have the energy or even the desire to want to spend time with my family? And like, for me, just over the course of just from, from 22. Yeah. So just maybe April, like really this time last year to now I've seen like, it's the food, like it is just come down to the food and why won't you make the conscious choice just to pay for it and get something better for yourself when you're paying to go to Starbucks or Dunkin' or wherever and you're not choosing that, you know, it's a choice. Right. It's very much a choice. You just have to choose the better option. Yeah. Well, and I think for some people, cost is certainly a part of it. Yeah. I think sometimes cost is used as an excuse too. I think, I, I, I definitely agree. I'm yes. afraid of healthy because they think it's not going to taste good. Mm -hmm. And Honestly, I feel like we do such a great job of delivering a really clean, healthy item that actually does taste good. Yes. And that's that's why we sample a lot because we want them to see, no, no, seriously, it's it actually tastes really good. Yeah. I mean, our acai bowls that you brought up are probably the best example. It you you get those sneaky greens in your yeah. bowl. Kale, yeah. spinach. And it tastes really good. Yes. And you're doing your body a huge favor. Yes. And the thing about eating something like that, you know, you don't feel gross, you don't feel bloated, but you also stay full longer because you're treating your body with proper nutrients and it's not those empty calories that you are going to get at another fast food place. Right, right. And then, um, and then I noticed too with, so it's funny because I feel like this was very, like a God thing is I asked you, so I saw that you were doing a giveaway and I entered the giveaway and then I tagged like my aunt and my mom. And then I was going out of town to go on a cruise. And so I knew that I wasn't going to be able, like, even if I won, I wasn't going to be able to pick it up or, or get it. And so my husband ordered a cleanse Uber eats from your location or DoorDash, one of them. And so then it was at my house and I was like, but I was so confused. I was like, oh, that's weird. The cleanse is here. And he's like, yeah, I just got it for you. And so I was like, oh my God. So I tried it and it, I felt so good. And I, my, um, I was not bloated and I couldn't believe it almost. It was, it was, I was like, oh, that was the point to me. I was like, oh my gosh, this it's the food because after my stomach I was just hanging out and I just, I didn't feel bloated. I didn't have that like gut full feeling. 
And then on the day that I left to go on the cruise, I found out that I won the cleanse giveaway. And so then whenever I didn't feel bad eating all the crap that I did, because I knew whenever I got back, I was going to have this cleanse and I was going to feel good again afterwards. Yeah, it's actually when people ask me how often they should cleanse, I, I, I always say, well, it really depends on you. It depends on your diet. I mean, are, are you eating rather clean on a regular basis? Mm -hmm. um, and if you are, then you can, you know, cleanse once or twice a month and, and you're fine. Um, but I always say the outlier to that is when you come back from a vacation or after the holidays, because you're never perfect in that time. And if you come back from a vacation and you're, I mean, not to get too scientific here, but you're, you're, the bad gut bacteria is going a little bit crazy and it's wanting you to give it more. And it, what it wants is the bad. It does not want anything healthy. So if you can get a cleanse in, when you get back, you kill off that bad gut bacteria, which is the cravings, mm -hmm. and you can transition back into eating well very, very easily. But if you tell yourself, oh, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna eat clean and I'll get back into it, you allow yourself when it when there is gray, oh yeah, you allow yourself to live in the gray. But right. when it is very cut and dry, like black and white, and I, oh, I'm, I'm only doing this, mm -hmm. it you you'll be very committed to that, and you can transition back into eating pretty clean very easily. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, and and I feel like even with the cleanse. You know, even it, it's so cute because the packaging, it's like, don't give up or even, you know, just try to make it. And even if you don't make it and you're and you think you're starting, like you could still eat like I didn't, you know, I wasn't so like strict where I wasn't going to like starve myself. So but I did. But because I was cleansing, I was like, well, I'm not going to have like, you know, a fried chicken sandwich. Like I'm going to have an organic, clean chicken salad to help the process along you know because right. i think it is about balance and you if you've never done a cleanse you don't want to shock you know you don't want to shock your system like if you have salads and other stuff during that time like that's okay like yeah you know, I, it's I think it's up to everybody is different mm -hmm. and some people okay i mean Truth be told, my husband's first cleanse, mm -hmm. he did uh, juice only, no cashew milks, made it at home, and he did a full 30 days of cleansing. No food whatsoever for 30 days. Juice wow, and water, that's it. That's great. So I think it depends on the person. Some people, they have to be that committed to doing a cleanse in order to make the lifestyle change. They just do, because if you allow the gray, the gray just keeps coming in. Mm -hmm. um, and some people can't be regimented enough to say, no, I, I can allow myself to eat a healthy dinner and still stay on track. Some people just can't do it. And yeah. some people really, my husband is one of those people. Um, I can be very strict and I can be really good with my diet. Um, if, if he allows too much gray, he has a harder time. So he is one of those people that he has to go all in on a full day cleanse. He cannot allow himself to eat food. Yeah, because if just he eats too, food, then he's going to want a snack and he's going like to give into domino that. effect. Yeah, so I think you just have to know yourself. Yeah, yeah, and that probably corresponds because everybody's like personality type and stuff sure. is different. So it probably goes along with that. Now that you've been open a full year. And you, you know, and you've kind of gotten like the ebb and flow of the business. 
what were, if you could go backwards in time, what would you tell yourself like, okay, these are some, this is some advice that I want to give to you. You shoulda, coulda, woulda now that you're a year out of it or a year later. Yeah, I would say, I think it's easy to say what you would do differently now. I don't, to be honest, I don't know if I would have done it any differently because then you wouldn't be here. You don't know what you don't know, right? Right. Um, I would say the biggest takeaway for me as the first year as a business owner, especially in the retail space, when you do have high turnover, you do have a lot of employees that you have to have, um, I would have tried to get a handle faster on just controlling all the costs mm -hmm. because you're so afraid that in the beginning, well, if I don't have enough people that I'm going to deliver poor guest service. Um, and really, and, and this is where my HR background was so valuable. Really, it was, you need to find the right people. And if you have the right people, then you can have fewer people mm -hmm. and it's going to be a better guest experience because you have the right people and it's going to be better for your budget because you have fewer people. Yep. And so in the beginning, I'm just, yeah, lots of sleepless nights, lots of, all the things that I'm afraid I'm forgetting about and I want to make sure I do it all perfectly. Um, and I, if I could have done that part really well earlier on, it, it would have been less stress for me, less stress for the team and more cost effective. Right. And that's so funny because I think um, along a few years ago, there's this woman, her name is Brooke Hendry and she's a a VP now of CAF management. And she said, it's the three P's, it's people, place, and product. And your product's outstanding, you got a great location. And so that's the only third part is the people. And yeah, and people's hard, hard. It's, it's hard, like just, especially in the retail space, finding somebody that you can count on is just, you know, hard. When you, so the ingredients that are used in all the fruits and vegetables, I did want to go back. Did they, do they come from a specific farm? Do they all come from one specific place? They do for a cold press. Okay. Um, and that was a change we made this last year, which was actually a very positive change because before we were all getting, we were all getting our produce from maybe one or two different suppliers. So it wasn't like just you know, a ton of different places. Um, but when supply chain had a lot of issues, we were having to source locally a lot of times for our produce because, or for a lot of things, because our suppliers couldn't get it. Right. And so we were having to, so all clean juice locations, um, you know, I might've been buying my kale at HEB Sundays, whereas they're getting it from wherever their local, you know, grocery stores. So we weren't having a consistent product across the board because if we get a batch of oranges that are really, really sweet, or on the sweeter side, I should say, and somebody else has theirs and they're a little bit more tart, right. it's gonna deliver a different orange when we make it, when we press it. And so I think one of the really great things that we did last year is, and of course it didn't just happen overnight, they were building up to it, but um, is we do have a clean juice farm now okay. where all of our, um, all of our produce is made for our cold press for the juices and the wellness shots. 
and it's all bottled there so that it's really nutrient dense and we're getting the best possible product for our guests. So it is grown, pressed, bottled, all, all location. all there. And then we take it through a, a final step there. It does not use heat and that's very important. Okay. Um, so anybody in the know on cold press would be like, oh my gosh, they use heat. That breaks down the nutrients. We don't use heat. Um, but we do, at, once it's bottled, we take it through a high pressure process, mm -hmm. which kills off any potential bacteria and actually helps us lengthen the shelf life. So that's why when you came into a clean juice a year ago, you, you could buy a bottle of cold press and it might last four days. Now it could last two months. Mm -hmm. and, and so that's a really beneficial for us to be able, this was something I was really excited about because they can take my favorite. I love our green. I love our green. And I love that it's really low in calories, so I can fit it in any time during the day. Mm -hmm. um, but I like even more than that to have a supply of that in my refrigerator at home so that if I don't get my veggies in like I need to in the day, I can grab one of those and I have it. But yes. when, when they lasted four days, right. that, that was really hard. Yeah. So now I can have those on hand and so can our guests. And I love that we're offering something that is giving them healthy options at home. My picky eater, my 13 year old is my picky eater. Uh -huh. She loves our red. I mean, it's a beet juice and she loves it. So me being able to have that, those healthy options for kids oh, yeah. at home, yeah. that's great. And it kills off any potential problem. You know, in the in the past, we would have had to have the label if you're if you're pregnant or if right, you're a child, right. yes. and we don't have to have that anymore. Yeah. So that's a really great thing that we can offer to people that need those healthy ingredients at that times in their life. Yeah. And my see, I have a daughter; she'll be 13 in May, but I have a son who's seven, and I the blue juice that just came out. So I good. tried it; it's so good. It, but it tastes, oh, it tastes so similar to blue Powerade or blue Gatorade. It really, it really, so much better for you. It, yes, I mean, so much better for you. And so, but it's like what my sisters told me: you have to expose them, you know. And so that's one of the ones that, like, I'm exposing them to that. And it's just like, hey, I'm gonna keep it there. It's blue. Right. It looks cool. And that's what he knows is like, he knows he likes blue powery and the taste, it's so similar. So I know eventually like he's, we can transition and go that full way. And I think that's what it's, it's important just to start integrating it. Yeah. You know, just start little by little, start integrating, be the example, have your children see you do it because it's just so important. But the blue juice, yeah, that beet juice, the red one, yes, that's a great one. I know which one yeah. you're talking about. So the, for kids, I always go to blue, pink, or orange. Yes. So they're all going to be easy for the kids to drink, and they have such huge benefits for them. I mean, the, the, the pink is a it gets their attention because of the color, same with the blue, um, but it, the pink has a natural prebiotic in it, so it's good for their gut health, and that's something that a lot of kids need help with. Yes. So I love that I could be sneaky with that, and they're gonna get that. The orange is great for their immune system, it's great for reducing inflammation in their body, So, but it tastes delicious, mm -hmm. so they don't realize that they're drinking something that's good for them, and because for some reason, when kids know it's good for them, they like it less. Right. And I don't know. And, and that was even me as a kid. And I can't remember why. Yeah. Like, why I was, was I like that? I was definitely a picky eater as a child. 
and I was very sick as a child, which also is why I believe I have celiac. I, so I think for celiac, for me, it's the way that the food is processed, process, uh -huh. but I was also on a lot of antibiotics as a child, which kills your good gut bacteria. So it's almost like you got the double whammy, like the food, but then the medicine yeah, coupled I mean, in together. Like me having an autoimmune disease, knowing what I know now is not shocking at all. Um, but it's just, there's so much, you just, you just trust so much yeah. and you just believe, okay, this is what I'm being told to do. So I'm just going to do it. Right. Um, I love, my daughter has changed her career path. Uh, she wanted to be an architect for years and of course she's young, so she could change it a thousand times, but now she wants to do natural medicine. And I love that this experience has <laughs> made her passionate about helping people be healthy naturally. And in fact, she's ha has to do, you know, projects in school quite often and she's done them based on natural medicine now. And she had a teach her English teacher said, okay, I actually want to go to a natural, uh, a naturopath now. I'm like, well, that is a sign of an A project that's, right there. That's awesome. That I love that. My, okay. So my husband, is very like a meat and potatoes like doesn't do veggie you know just yeah. very like that but with the natural medicine when we were on the cruise there was a gentleman that was offering acupuncture mm -hmm. and he has issues with like his stomach and his gut and i in like in ibs and like constantly like go eat mexican restaurant gotta go home use the restroom and you know and and i hate that for him because i'm not that way but i also eat healthier and so he on on the cruise he made an appointment with the acupuncture gentleman and he had acupuncture done and the guy explained the natural medicine and, and stuff and um and he told him he's like you have ibs like your gut like you need to eat better and and just went into that whole thing so he did the acupuncture and now since we've been home he hasn't had any issues interesting that's wonderful and so but this has opened up his mind now to the clean juice great and so it's just like a stepping stone so i just feel like like parents like just need to try it like just try the clean juice one time like that just go and try it and see how you feel and see how it makes a difference and then you know just go from there but it's like once you once you try it for me it was the feeling yeah like once i was like oh my gosh i actually feel so much better like that's where it was yeah and i think people have to actually sometimes uh, uh, I'm very in tune with my body at this point, so I can tell if I'm inflamed very mm -hmm. easily or if you know I'm feeling really good. So people don't pay attention. No. And so I think that yes, going and making the healthy choice is obviously the hardest part and the first step. But then also just really taking a moment to notice how you feel mm -hmm. and make note of how do you normally feel when you go eat somewhere else versus when you eat at that healthier option. And be really honest with yourself because I think that's the biggest piece. If if you're just going to dismiss it or not pay attention to it, it's really easy to not make the healthy choice the next time. Right. And especially to use the cost excuse or whatever you're, yeah. you're telling yourself. Um, but if you make note of how you truly feel after that meal, mm -hmm. it's much easier to make that choice the next time. Right. Yeah. Because you. Rec yeah, you need to recognize if it makes you feel good or bad. And that that's for me. That was 
because it wasn't like clean juice was my answer overnight. It definitely was a journey for me. And it was imprinting. It was the marketing. It was seeing it. It was seeing it every day, passing it by, getting to try it one time, like random, not not even the clean juice, random, just the acai bowl. Right. And then putting that in to Google and seeing that y'all offered so many choices of acai bowl. Yeah. I was just like, oh my gosh. And then how it made me feel. But also during the May and changing my career path too, that kind of like sparked the journey. And so it's been very like leading up to this. I don't think it's something like really people can do overnight, like trying to change their lifestyle. Um, definitely not. And they still need the balance in there. But I think that having these clean juices accessible to us, like a Chick-fil-A and to Starbucks and all these things is very important. I think like they're on to something. It was a good choice and you can make it more accessible now to everyday people and eventually like the you know i'm my hope is somebody hears this conversation and is just like oh okay maybe i'll try it or maybe they won't even try it for them maybe they'll try it for their kids you know and that would be just as good that would be amazing um i just can't even believe we've been chatting now for almost an hour 59 minutes but it really like flew by you're so easy to talk to and i was so um just so appreciative if what final message do you want people to know about clean juice like what do you what do you want the uh, listeners the takeaway to be um, I, I would say that we truly care about the end product. We want to deliver something that is truly going to be great for their body. Um, we want them to have the ability to live their best life with that healthy body. Um, but I think it's for us, especially, I'm going to speak for my locations. Um, for us, it's, it's so much bigger than that. We, we, we really do want to be that light in our community. We really do want to be something positive for people. Um, and, and, and this is another gift that I have being my background being in HR. I love that we have an opportunity to coach our employees and um, really help them to understand that employer-employee relationship, what they should expect when going into the workforce, because we might be that first exposure that they have mm. to working. And I love that we have that opportunity to extend some grace sometimes, to coach them through a situation, and to be a positive experience for them. Yeah. But I like that we get to do that with the people, the guests that come in as well. And I just, to us, it, it, it truly is a meaningful experience that we get to do this in two different communities. Yes, yes. So that in that being Katie, and then the second location, it's in Champion Forest. It, Vintage Park Shopping Center, but okay. pretty close to Champion Forest. Okay, okay. So if you're in either of those locations, please go and just try them out. My personal favorite is the green juice, and then they have the sweet green that just came out recently and that one's delicious also. Um, well, thank you so much. I'm sure we can do this again. This was a lot of fun. Yes. And um, if there's any listeners that have any questions for me, you can write us or write me in at my email. It's J-E-N-N-K-T-X. 
You could follow along on Instagram at Let's Talk With Me, Jennifer B. I know that you, I follow you on social media, both of your locations, the Clean Juice Morton Ranch and Clean Juice Finish Park. Finish Park. So go give them, follow along, um, download the app. You get $5 off. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Use that one. And I rack up the points yeah. too. So thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This was so yeah, good. I appreciate you having me. This was great. I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, I hope everyone else has a rest, um, a good rest of the day and stay tuned for next week. And, um, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to my first interview. I can't believe that it finally happened. I'm so excited that Melissa got to share her incredible journey on how she became the owner of Morton Ranch Clean Juice. Clean Juice is just really special to me and that's why I wanted her to be my first guest. Um, I really hope I don't embarrass my husband too much. I know I rambled quite a bit. I know I misquoted the American experience. I even said my daughter was turning 13 and she's turning 12. But I look forward to making these interviews better and better. So thank you so much for listening and supporting this podcast.